Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Well, thank you, sir. And running the board is Joey D. Hello. On today's show, we will talk about board gaming for a good cause with yeah. the people running it. You. We will talk about a couple of season slash series finales. Oh, no. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our podcast info and more. more. Yeah. Just BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, more. iTunes, radio.com app. Yeah. And did I say YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. And YouTube, YouTube again. And uh, YouTube. YouTube. And YouTube. And iTunes. <laughs> All right. We got to get into this because there's a lot to talk about. But yes. first, we need to talk about board gaming for a good cause. So the last couple of weeks, uh, Vicky and BJ, you guys have been training, have been preparing. Well. And I hope you have been. I trained. Uh, you guys are representing BJ yeah. Shea's Geek Nation. I've trained a couple occasions. Yeah. Like I, three I, times. I, well, oh, one game no. I, well, one game uh, I really like. I'm the like. captain, though. One game I really, really like because I never played before. So we've been playing that a lot just because it's a fun game. Uh-huh, cool. The other one is uh, is is arguably a great game, but I am so not good at those kind of games that I'm like, oh. I'm not even going to try to train. I'm just going to make sure I know the mechanics so well, at least BJ, I don't make a fool of myself. What are we talking about? We're talking about Mox, baby! Yeah, so the gauntlet is happening. Gauntlet yeah. Cirque? Yeah. Nice! Good job. So we've got David and Lila in here. Lila, Yay. we've had you in here many, many times to talk about this. Yes, indeed. And so, again, another year, another gauntlet is yeah. happening. Uh, tell us, first off, a little bit about what the gauntlet is um, and uh, what, yeah, exactly what, what, what it is. What goes on? Yeah. Well, we are on our sixth year. This wow. is the sixth gauntlet. Dang, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It. I'm kind of broken. <laughs> no, it's it's still exciting every year. Uh, so it is an annual board game charity tournament. Um, yes, a board game tournament. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people play golf. We play board games. Right. So it's a six-week fundraising campaign leading up to the event. Um, uh, we have teams that are duking it out um, in those weeks leading up to the event, raising as much money as they can for the selected beneficiary. And then on the day of the event, uh, the more money you raise, the more advantages you earn in the tournament. Exactly. So, I mean, it Please is donate for, to me. Yeah, it's for a really good cause. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, it's also for bonuses for the board gamers, for the competitors right. to do that. Um, what is the cause this year? This year is El Centro de la Raza, and they have been just an incredible powerhouse beneficiary in uh, the Seattle area. Uh, their name translates to a center, the Center for People of All Races. So, oh, wow, okay. Um, they are a hub in South Seattle. Um, they're a grassroots. Their origin story is very interesting, so I encourage you to look it up. Uh, they've been around since the 70s. They oh, do wow. multi-generational work um, from preschool all the way to elderly services, um, food bank, housing, all of that. Wow. Yeah, and uh, of course, every year there is a theme, and so the theme this year is Cirque. 
And so what can we expect as far as the, the whole thing? Because you can watch this on Twitch as well. Exactly. That's true. So people will be able to watch this at twitch.tv slash card kingdom. Now, when someone says Cirque, I think immediately Cirque de Soleil. Me too. Mm-hmm. And so are you going to kind of going along with that sort of line for uh, the theme? Yeah, we really wanted to come up with a theme that kind of is very evocative, like a 1920s, 1930s, old school feeling oh, circus. So not nice. necessarily a circus you might see then, but something that's like big strong men and, and feats oh, daring Oh, the twirly feats. mustaches. Exactly, yeah. I, I really wanted to have like large fake trapezoidal weights, which is like a thousand pounds written on them that people could pose with. Cool. Mainly I wanted to pose with them. Uh, but, right. You know, budgets, whatever. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, Brad, so yeah, you should we, go as a bearded woman. Um, 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 well. I'll get you dress. I got half Okay, okay. I've got the beard, yes. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get myself a dress. Well, we do highly encourage our competitors to come in costume. Right, and you know you can win another power-up for good news. I mean, I am the captain of the team, so I'm thinking uh, some sort of ringleader situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. We'll see. And so Uh, this is, this is happening Sunday, May 19th, where 20 teams of four are going to gather to compete to win the gauntlet, which is literally a gauntlet. Absolutely. Now, is it the same gauntlet every year? Do the uh, winners from the previous years have to return this gauntlet? They do, and it's really painful for them. (laughs) That's why it's very a ceremonious handoff because it takes Ah, a ceremony to yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and then actually last year we introduced the the other um, hand of the other gauntlet um, in circulation. So since last year was our fifth year, we decided to put the right um, gauntlet into circulation, and we gave that to the team that's raised the most money. Oh wow! Year after year after year. Yeah, so so now really the goal is to not just win the tournament but also raise the most money and you can have the full set. And this Yay. event is sponsored by Engage, which Lila, did you create Engage to work in conjunction with uh, Card Kingdom and Mox and everything? Yep, yep. So we're actually the the charitable arm of the business. Uh, so we um, are a group of people that are um, comprised of people that already work for the company um, and then above and beyond uh, the regular work we help to uh, make decisions about where the company uh, gives and um, set up events that are uh, charitably related. And we uh, did mention that people can watch this on twitch.tv slash card kingdom um, but if they want to show up it's happening like I said Sunday May 19th at the Mox Boarding House in Bellevue. One of the That's finest right. one of the finest yeah. board game cafes in, in the Pacific Northwest. One of the if best places been. to get some you. good food mm-hmm. and gosh. to play some games. Absolutely. If you've never been ever 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 you got to come out there because it's a spectacle when they run something like this. Yes. And it is such a beautiful place where you mm-hmm. go, oh my God, this is this is like Mecca for anybody that loves board mm-hmm. games and also loves to eat while they play board games <laughs> and maybe have a beverage while they play board this games. This is mm-hmm. true. And right. uh, is it too soon to say that, you know, I mean, you have two great locations right now in Ballard and in uh, Bellevue, Washington, but I heard rumors. Is it too early for rumors? It's not too early. Okay, we, yeah. It's, it's official. The beans. We are opening up our third location in Portland. Ooh, Yay. perfect time for a road trip. Yeah. They, are so, yeah, they are so lucky down in Portland, Oregon. They have no Gosh, idea. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do have an idea, we, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous what they're going to get. I think we're pretty lucky, too, because it's already a very 
awesome, yeah. you know, gaming city. It um, is indeed. And there are other, you know, stores that are already doing a fabulous job, and they've they've uh, you know welcomed us with open arms. So we're lucky. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like we've said, uh, the Gauntlet Cirque is happening Sunday, May nineteenth, at the Mox Boarding House in Bellevue. Tickets and information is avail- are available at thegauntlet twenty nineteen dot causevox dot com. But we have the link right up on our Facebook page. Yep, it's pinned to the top. Yep, you can go to there right there. Donate to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. If you go all the way to the bottom of our page, you can see everybody on our team, which is uh, I'm the captain. Yes, we have captain now. BJ Shea, uh, Josh uh, Utley from Omega Gamers, uh, Sean Epperson from uh, Thing Twelve Games, and Amber, who's a good buddy of the show, mm-hmm. will be competing on our team. There's a lot of great mini paintings, is what she does. She yeah. painted all my Twilight Imperium pieces. She's awesome. Wow. She's really good at that. Uh, so the, the, when we get a theme, of course, when you're a competitor, okay, you know the theme is going to be all right, Cirque, and they're like, all right, what kind of games are they going to pick to fit? the theme yeah. and uh, of course there's always one that we don't know we're going to play last right. year she got Mike Selinker uh, and, it's gonna be uh, fun. Uh, uh, and I forget the other gentleman's is name is it going to make me uh, Paul Peterson yeah, yeah Mike Selinker <laughs> and Paul Peterson who are just crazy amazing with the way they make games and they put together a trivia thing that blew my brain apart it was, really it was, it was insane as soon as yeah as soon as usually was, we do really good at the trivia oh this was sort of like a, it was like it was, was a puzzle it was a master puzzle, puzzle hunt. Hunt. oh yeah. wow it a lot of questions it was it, like, it was it yeah, was, was brain crushing. Oh, it hard. was it was a yeah. beating. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at my cellar and I said, "You know what? You're no longer allowed in here." <laughs> okay. So what are uh, what are some of the games that have been announced? Okay, sure. go. So uh, so we currently have uh, three things announced for the for the game. So we're starting off with Parade. It's a mm-hmm. card game. It's very fun from ZMAX Games. They are uh, it's. Something which we're we're sort of trying to evoke the feeling of your circus is arriving into town. You are parading nice. your circus down. I love that. It's a card placement game where there is a lot of color elements and uh, number elements where you are trying to score the lowest number of points. So depending on where you place your cards and uh, when, wow. what card you have in your hand and what color, what uh, yeah, cards never, other people I, have. I've never heard of this game before, and it's been reskinned, which is nice. It's got a nice little look. It's an Alice in Wonderland theme. Oh, it is, it the is. cards are beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah. we we've had a couple play sessions where we were trying to test out games, see which ones fit for it. And I, the first thing I thought was, wow, this is really pretty. Yeah, yeah I really like this. <laughs> yeah. this. This is definitely my vibe. I the, like it. The thing that I really love about that game is that you're in it until the very end. Mm-hmm. I, the the mm-hmm. scoring is really interesting, and you think you have the upper hand, and then bam, at the very last move. Yeah, it is it's a card game that has a lot of strategy elements to it. That is really good, too, because it, especially when you're in a tournament situation, and you know you're really far behind, and uh, yeah, sometimes you get a little grumpy on maybe. But I mean, there, there is a lot of strategy from when we've played, or <laughs> practiced, uh, but there's also a very strong luck element. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's, be, it's a good combo of both. Yeah. You, nice. have to, you, you have to be smart enough to go, okay, I see what's in my hand. Here's what I'm going to go mm-hmm. do. Kind of do that uh, math and, and figure out. But there's also that, you know, in this game, there's a, there's a possibility where you want to take all cards of right. a certain color, mm-hmm. but then what happens is, is if you don't have enough cards of a certain color at the end of the game, a person can can really mess you over because they can you, they put down two hidden cards at the end of the game and mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going to be. Oh. So you have to count like you know there's X amount of cards in a particular suit. What are the chances are he's got two more? Yeah. Is he going to... Ma- because if I put down a, a red 10, uh-huh. that's worth 10 points that I don't want. Yeah. At that point, I'm incentivized to basically, even if I collect eight more red cards... At least I'm only going to take nine points with the way the scoring works. If I have all, if I'm because I'll have the majority at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to think. You go. That's red, that. Where at that point I'm going red. You gave me the red ten. I have got to go red for the mm-hmm. rest of the well, game. Well, I've played games where some like somebody had both two colors. 
yeah. and not really save them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you're a guy that could sit there and go, geez, I only have one yellow card yeah. and, and it's a yellow mm-hmm. 10. You might get, but you know, for some reason, nobody was taking yellow or did what, you know, you mm-hmm. just never know with this game. Um, it plays up to six too, which is really great. That's a sweet spot because, you know, yeah. I love four player games, mm-hmm. but sometimes you always have X more than four. Yeah. And it's a card game. It's portable. I, I, I was surprised how much I liked this game because I had never heard of it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm actually liking this wow. game. I gonna, like, I think I'm going to play this even after the tournament. Same. Same here. And and in fact, um, it's really tough to find a game that can be competitive enough for the tournament, um, that's satisfying enough for yeah. different levels of, of um, you know, gamer skill. Um, so, yeah, I, it, we're, we're getting good feedback on now, it. Now, the other game. It's it's an award winning beautiful game that I will get destroyed in. Yeah, <laughs> Photos, photosynthesis. It is it it's is pretty. one. Of, it's a top five game for me. I wow. love. It, I I'm a big board game nerd. I really love being able to work at Mox Boarding House, work at Card Kingdom. It's uh, you. It's a really fun environment to be around. And so we always talk about board games. This is a board game I definitely try and sell to other people because it's just so beautiful and it's there's almost like like a tranquilness to it. It's it's a very uh, it's a uh, uh, resource management and placement game. So mm-hmm. everyone so. So four players, each of them play as a different species of tree, trying to uh, spread their seeds around the forest. Oh, so you're neat. trying to capture territory. They make sense now. Yeah, <laughs> and it has a it has an element where uh, each turn is represented by the sun rotating around the board. So depending on where your trees oh. are and where the other trees are, they de- they generate different amounts of light. And those light that light is your resource, which you use to then further grow your trees or plant new trees. Wow, so like you can have a bunch of light. And you have a bunch of uh, light and points at the end of one round, but the second the sun moves, suddenly you're out. The shade kind of yeah. screws you over. Oh, somebody else's throwing some there. shade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very chess like and mm-hmm. and real high yeah. on strategy. Mm-hmm. You can plot um, out a turn and yeah, be sure. very prepared yeah, sure. for those things. And so mm-hmm. I do think that it satisfies that the the highly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know strategy folks. And then there's also the element of trying to like harvest your tree and get points that way. Mm-hmm. And then okay, let me start to rebuild other trees somewhere yeah. else. And it's like when to do that, when not to do that. And BJ, you yeah. don't look very. Uh, well, very enthused about chess was always a game. As much of a gamer as I am, because I have spatial issues, spatial games always challenge me. My brain just doesn't know what to do. I'm like, I get lost. On, I lived on Mercer Island for years, and I continue to get lost. On the island. <laughs> it's just a small place, and I still get lost. Yeah, yeah. So I know that going in, but I have. I mean, the components are beautiful. Blue Orange, I think, is the yeah. Blue guys. Orange yeah. developer. Yeah, it is a beautiful, beautiful game, and I like playing games even if I know I don't have a chance to win because of the fact it's like this is really a good, beautifully mm-hmm. put together yeah. game, yeah. and it is. Uh, it really, really is. So I will not be upset. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to seeing like what strategies that some people will use. Oh, for future, Cause, yeah, Because yeah. there is a strategy, and it comes with you play the basic version or the advanced version, which does actually change the way you yeah. play the game. I think we're playing basic, right? Yes, we are playing the basic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The advanced rules were too cutthroat for yeah, this very, particular. Very cutthroat. Oh, yeah, very yeah. cutthroat. Yeah, see, this is. I mean, yeah, it is a tournament, but also you're doing it specifically right. for a good cause. Yes. Right. We yeah. want to have some feel good. Yes. Have fun. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are going to definitely have fun. Like I said, Sunday, May 19th at Mox Boarding House in Bellevue. If you cannot make it to witness this, you can watch it all on twitch.tv slash card kingdom. Maybe see BJ Nerd Rage a little bit. Just a tad. Maybe a tad. <laughs> yes. and we'll have some fun front of house activities like face painting and balloon twisting and awesome. some really yeah. cool raffle items in house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an interactive trivia where we're partnering up with uh, uh, Exponential Entertainment and they 
they, for our Twitch viewers, are going to have an interactive experience, so they get to be brought oh, into awesome. the event a so little bit. So everybody more. gets yeah. to participate. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and we do trivia as well. So That's right. Yes. I know. I think the first year we did, we won. And I don't think we won since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like that whole lead in. Oh, we're really good at trivia. Well, that we one time we lost our guy. We lost yeah. our we, yeah. Uh, Uncle Chris was our trivia guy. Yeah. I think we're actually yeah. going to give you for the first time ever in six years. We're going to give you at least the categories. Oh. oh, fancy time. But you only get that about a week before the event. <laughs> I'll be so, checking my email. So good luck, guys. Yeah, if, if you can, if you spread the word, folks, if you can post this on your socials, if you can't give any money, I, I just, you know, Rev, frankly, I, I haven't been part of this for so long. I mean, you know, the John and Lila, the good folks at, mm-hmm. at Mox, you know, I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody with a bigger heart. Lila really just, I mean, she literally, like, exhausts herself because she cares so much about the charities that they work <laughs> if with. if you want to see Lila cry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, somebody who's that passionate and that really yeah. cares about that kind of stuff, who is actually in our board game community, who's also basically they're running a, a they're, they're running a business. Mm-hmm. You love to meet business owners that actually care as much as the folks at Mox do as much as Lyle and giving and back to oh, the local you, community so much. Yeah. And at the time of this recording. So the goal is for this entire event is $70,000. We can do it. We are at Come 60. On, Rem. Sixty thousand nine hundred fifty-seven. All right, so Rev, we're give us super the, close. Give yeah. us the extra ten grand. Oh, okay, on, yeah, yeah. Let me just pull that out of my so pocket. Like, I will Let's definitely. Go. I'm going to donate, obviously, but also sharing it again. Like BJ said, Please, is a yeah. really big way to help out. Maybe you can only give a little bit, but maybe you've got a friend that really feels that they can help out as well. Yeah. You know, more people sharing gets the word out. That's why we're doing this. And seriously, Lila, David, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for and having us. Please, people out there, donate, share, and. Uh, make this a, a really fun event for everyone involved. Seriously, check this out. We've got the links up Please right donate. on the Facebook page. Yeah, do it. Help us win. Well, help Vicky and BJ. Help my team. And everyone else captain. win. Help their team have a better chance to not lose as bad. There you yeah. go. That's the spirit. <laughs> yeah. I'm the captain now. Because at least when there were like more than 16 teams, we were not last, but we may be last if there's only 16 teams. I believe in you. Thanks, buddy. And I'll pro- I'm going to try to make it, but at the very least, I'll be watching you on Twitch. Last is technically the first loser, right? So, I mean... So, you're first? You're first, first, really. first loser. Woo! That's us. We'd be hanging out with Will Wheaton on the couch. If BJ we Shea's Geek Nation, tempering your expectations for the last seven years. <laughs> yeah. Was it the Loser's Lounge that Will used to have on Tabletop? Yeah. Yeah, that's us. The sky is the limit. Uh, we do need to talk some television. Some season slash series finales are happening. So yeah, but have I just want to say one thing. Huh. Joey, watch The Tick. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I binged it. I know. You've been telling him to watch The Tick. And like Joe's been like, I don't know if I'm ready for another show. Well, you're about to have a show hole. I binged it. I mean, what? I don't binge anything. You don't binge anything. And I binged the tick. It was that good. Wow. God, I love that show on Amazon so, Prime. It's so it, good. Uh, how long are the episodes? 30 minutes. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's perfectly bite sized. One word. On that. I'm just going to give you one word, okay? Spoon. Lobstercules. <laughs> that, that's not a that's word. That's like man. a sex thing, right? No, that is, that, is, that is the big meanie of the season. When oh, I, really? As soon as I heard the name Lobstercules, I said, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you were sold. Yeah, I, mean, I can was, tell that. God, it's such a good show. Uh, and Peter Serenifowitz does such a great job. Uh, I, I, I mean, I love him as the tick. And look, it's tough to beat Patrick Warburton. Absolutely. Which is probably why he produces it, because he was like, Peter, you're the great. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's oh, like. Oh, funny. Yeah, it's so good. 
<laughs> He's got the power of a yeah. god in the body of a lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. It really, really is. And and their take on Superman is pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, we do need to talk. Let's talk Gotham. Gotham! Um, Vicky and I, I think we kind of had the same uh, th- sentiment on this. We were whelmed. Yeah, we're... We've been, agree- because, uh, we've been agreeing way too much lately, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I've been really have. with that one more. I, I, I really think if Arya Stark was in Gotham, none of this would be... Nobody would okay, be uh, okay. I, I saw a meme recently. It's like, you know, I feel like Gotham's... A lot of Gotham's issues would have solved themselves had there been proper hand railings in more <laughs> nuclear sites. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So, uh, I believe, and I think, Vicky, you can agree with me, that the penultimate episode was really the series finale. Yes. And this one was, I mean, obviously laying the ground work for the Batman mythos and you get to see some neat things but ultimately the episode was like yeah all right cool this thing happened things, and things were okay for 10 years and got better and uh, oh crap yeah and now it's going uh going yeah. going to hell real quick yeah I, I i was glad to see it though i mean it, part of me agrees with you guys but i also am still glad that they did it because i i did want to see like all right what's the future of selena kyle and all these folks and how yeah. it all goes up it's kind of like i mean as nerdy people we kind of already had an idea what was going to happen yeah i think what they could have done instead uh was make the last episode a little longer like the second to last episode a little longer and include elements of this last episode we didn't need a full episode of this yeah and And i think that's what kind of killed it i was there was some genuine surprises for me i i absolutely thought that barbara keen was going to die in this series especially in this last season Mm -hmm. yeah so the fact that she didn't uh i don't know if there's a barbara keen in the comic book universe I have no idea and so I don't know if it was built into that so I was just like okay cool she'll maybe just be some sort of like you know uh, ex- I don't want to say expensive uh, but luxurious sort of person that somehow managed to be okay and because she was Jim Gordon's baby mama it's it so over the works top. out okay but that's for what the show has been the, even whole, though the entire time she's been gone insane murdered her parents exactly done all these things ran the sirens club and you know even though Penguin and Riddler were put away oh, it, oh this is fine for her so, she was okay she gets off scot free in the in the comics. Barbara Aline Gordon, born Keen, is Jordan's ex-wife and mother to James Gordon Jr. And in the New Fifty Two continuity, she's the mother of Barbara Gordon. Okay, so it looks like that is actually a character that they've but, taken, especially from the New Fifty Two. But they implied that she had died in a car crash, and so, so they're whoops. just yeah. Well, that'll happen in later in the comics. Hey. Spoiler alert for the comics. And of course, uh, little Barbara is supposed to be Batgirl. We yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Batgirl Eventually. slash the Oracle yeah. and uh, all those things as they go along. So I have a question for you guys. Now that it's all wrapped up, who was your favorite character throughout the series? Oh, oh that's a hard one. You know what? I'm going to say Penguin. I think I think uh, yeah, Penguin one. was one of my favorite characters throughout the whole thing because you got to see the rise, the fall, the rise, the fall, the rise, the fall, the rise, the fall. <laughs> um, and I don't think necessarily that he died at all during this whole series. No, there was a like a moment he, where he we thought he was dead, like the beginning. He was frozen, but he was he was frozen. Was, oh no, no, wait, who are we talking about? Penguin? No, yeah. no, Riddler was frozen. Yeah, the Riddler was frozen. So my bad. yeah, I think that he was one of those ones that wasn't affected by uh, Hugo Strange. Yeah. So I I, I kind of lean that towards him. Plus, uh, Robin Lord Taylor was fantastic mm-hmm. as the Penguin. He's the only reason I wanted to watch the show because I love the Penguin. Yeah, and that was one of those things. It was I, I didn't necessarily care uh, about the Jim Gordon story. I wanted to see the villains, and I think that. 
that's mm-hmm. they even realized that at some point where they Which, turned this into just villains incorporated. Well, and even like there is Gordon crossing the line of being a villain occasion, or, or at least going against his moral code. Vicky, he's a wild card. Yeah, wild card. And he's sexy for it. That's right. Oh, Charlie. Uh, I do love love, and this is one of the things I said when the show first started back in what 2014. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I said I said two things. Well, I said three things, and all three things kind of came true. <laughs> okay. One thing, I'm like, I really hope we see Fat Penguin by the end of this. Yeah. And we kind of did. Little tubby. Little and chunky. he had his little uh, monocle, monocle, which I thought was fantastic. I also said that uh, Alfred was going to be a badass, which he ended up being a he badass. He was a total badass. You guys didn't believe me, and I was right. And the third <laughs> thing is, I can totally see the end of the series with like it literally panning up to Batman being on top of a building and that being it. Yeah. And, and I called it. That's essentially what they needed to do, especially the the, the, the fact that they didn't have the actor uh, David being, uh, it wasn't being Batman. Him. It, it wasn't it him at all. It kind of sounded like his voice, but yeah. just like altered. And then also having... Uh, An older uh, cat. Yeah. Uh, Selena mm-hmm. being Cameron, uh, her not being in that last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was kind of weird. It, that actress kind of reminded me more of Barbara than her. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Like, I don't know if it was her lips or something. Something was it. Uh, as far as characters that I loved, I really love like Zaz whenever he was on. I really loved. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah, Zaz is good. I didn't realize that actors in the the HBO show Barry with uh, <laughs> Bill Hader. Oh yeah, and we, now I'm going to be watching that show just because I want that actor in my life. I heard that show is incredible. I heard it was too, and then I saw that Zaz was in it, and I'm like, okay. But I think one of my top <laughs> favorites is uh, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, really? Oh, nice. yeah. I wouldn't expect because that from you. Because he was you. always such a jerk. Like in the, in the, I remember Batman, the animated series when I was a kid. Yes. He was such a piece of crap. And mm-hmm. we kind of had that feeling in the first, you know, like, oh, this is what he's going to be. And just to see him be a partner, obviously have a bad past, like have done some bad things. Some bad yeah. things. He's not, you know, 100%, you know, good. But he does keep... Uh, uh, keep Gordon in check, but also he does shift back and forth, and I like that he's still alive. BJ, your oh, favorite? I'm, I was always partial to the Riddler in the old days. Yeah. And so and I and I and I like this Riddler a lot. I did, and it's tough because I also really liked well the many different versions of the Joker that we got to see. Yes. Uh, but but I, I will go with the Riddler. Uh, oh, did d- you ever? Y- did we ever tell him uh, our our hot take? Oh, which one? The one that you tweeted out and it got a like. Oh, yeah. The fact that uh, if they ever redid the Riddler again, uh, Vicky told me this one and I had to tweet it out. Uh, Orlando Jones needs to be the Riddler after, after seeing him on In American, American Gods. Gods as Mr. Can't Nancy. argue with that. Orlando Jones would be a good Riddler. Right? Yeah. Joe, what, who is your favorite? Oh, man. I never watched a whole lot of the show, but I was kind of with you on the Penguin, to be quite honest. Just, he looked so much like the Penguin. Did. He like, did. And he embodied just, there was, just there, was, there were things with the character that, uh, like a depth to the character that you just don't expect, especially when a lot of the times with the Penguin, it was Danny DeVito's character, <laughs> or yeah. the old yeah. school Penguin, which a lot of people are not familiar with. And when he was the most popular. That, the old yeah. school Penguin was the most popular on the uh, 1960s Batman show they they kept bringing him back he was on more episodes than anybody because he was that popular makes sense and dude. i think robin lord taylor actually did a really nice job doing his own version but still reminding me because burgess meredith would lose That's his right, mind yeah. once in a while and uh <laughs> and he was a politician he ran for he ran for office in the mm-hmm. uh, in the 60s so they they did a lot of nice nods at least to the 60s version yeah um and robin lord taylor who we did get to interview one time a great he he also was really That's good right yeah. Talking yeah. about how much he loved the role. It was the first season, actually, we talked to him. That's a long um, time ago. He deserves a lot. He really does. He did. I think he did a fine job making the Penguin his own, but still reminding me of what I love about the Penguin. This
this was one of my favorite shows. The first season was very shaky because they didn't know how far they're going to go. They didn't realize that they're going to get more than like I think like ten episodes, maybe even less than that. And then they pushed that to over twenty episodes for that first season. And I, you know what? It seriously, it was my favorite weird soap opera. Side note: I thought Robin Lord Taylor was my age. What year were you born, Rev? Uh, Seventy nine. He was born in seventy eight. Whoa. Really? Yeah. I thought he would be in his 30s at the most. I thought, yeah, because I think they might have made comment on one episode that they were like he was in his 30s or late 20s, like with a character. So I was yeah. like, oh, we're the same age. No. Wow. wow, he looks great. Nice. He's in his 40s. He's like Jim yeah. Parsons. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you crazy? just go, Yeah, it's like that's he's, another geek yeah. show that's ending this year. You're right. Big that's Bang Theory. We haven't really talked much about that. We, I think we should, like, in uh, like in the middle of uh, this month, they're going to end it. We probably should say something about that. I agree. So, people out there, um, if it's one of those shows that you love to watch, I haven't watched it more than just a couple of a handful of I will episodes. probably review it at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. hear people's feedback on that as well. And any of the season finales that are happening, yeah. I will review that when it comes time because I watch it re- religiously. Uh, moving on Speaking of religiously And we hey, already talked about Mr. Orlando uh, Jones Hey <laughs> American Gods Here's a weird thing I didn't even realize That it was the season finale Neither did I Who did really There's only eight episodes yeah, This season I didn't um, yeah. And uh, It was an episode That uh, we had talked about This with Gotham That I thought the episode Before it would be more Of a season finale type This one does wrap up The loose ends And uh, basically Answers some questions But then also Makes you uh, Ask a lot more Of course yeah. like, I honestly thought We were gonna have Like the beginning Of the battle like the actual battle with no, everything. Yeah, no, yeah, this is not. There, there, no. There's, there's no battling going on. And in fact, it seems like uh, everything has been fractured. It almost like Mr. World and them have, um, other than the, the actions that uh, Shadow Moon did at the very end to stop that, it seems that the, the, the new technology, the new gods are firmly uh, ahead at this point. It seems like it. It seems like every time it looks like they, you know, that uh, Wednesday gets uh, gets a bit of a, a foothold. Yeah, and they talk about it. Oh, hey, yeah, the new gods turn around and kick some ass. And so, what do you think about the fact that is it is it actual Tech Boy back or is yeah, it? Yeah, I think Tech Boy just just like new media, new Tech Boy. Oh, that's a good call on that because they've already established that sort of thing with new media. That's what I was thinking as it and, had to be. And since he was the old phone system, yeah, like most people, like first off, no. Nobody has a landline anymore. Nope. And so when you have your own personal computer and in the palm of your own hands, sure that's the phone, but it's such it's so much more. Yeah. The wow. one thing that like I feel like was answered but was not answered was is Mr. Wednesday Shadow's dad. Yeah, that seemed to be, we seem to get more of a, a hint that he is. It was yeah. hinted, it was definitely hinted throughout the entire season, but this last season, uh, or this last episode, really, I, I feel, yeah. solidifies that. Yes. Especially with the fact that what Shadow Moon did at the end, which was kind of almost look into himself as a boy, and then using whatever powers he had to make people just disappear? Like, Ooh, I don't know yeah, that what was, yeah. the hell. Like, I don't, I don't know, know how was that was. Yeah. And it was him tapping into the, the world tree, going into, I, I, I guess it's like and the y- yeah, realm and all of a, that. And it's a very, very, yeah, the world tree is in, in, Nor- in, in that Norse tradition is huge. Um, I know that because I play the game Blood Rage. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a oh, question real quick. Do you guys feel that the mystery in this season was a little bit lost? Because in the first season, I liked the story that was being told and the mystery behind it. This season, 
season, I feel like it just gets convoluted. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of convoluted going was. on in this and season. And like, it may be because of the, the problems they had, right? Yeah, and that's but, one another thing. It's like a lot of people, even Neil, Neil Gaiman himself, were, was kind, were kind of surprised that they were able to get this season out. Or like even make it watchable. Because honestly, I thought it was like... Yes, it was convoluted, uh, but it was still watchable. Like I still was interested yeah. in watching it. It wasn't like okay, this is hot garbage. But I wasn't, and I wasn't necessarily interested in the story. Very interested in the characters, yeah, and the philosophy. Yeah, yeah, that's what gets me is that there's some good stuff discussed about our history, about our philosophy, about how we yeah. look at life. Another shout yeah. out to Orlando Jones because oh he did my write God. a lot. So good. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime he was on the screen, and this it's was, just like listen, shut yeah. up and listen. And it was the reason why I, I kept watching this show and hands I, down. I love Mr. Ibis the Mortician. Yeah, he's so wasn't good. he? He's technically the god of death, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm assuming Egyptian, he better yeah, be the Egyptian yes. god of death. Yeah, he better be because he was kind of the spokesperson for all the Egyptian gods. Even though Bilquis was there, and she's like older than all of them, yeah. he still spoke for all the Egyptian gods who said that. Oh yeah, Set and whomever else, well, and I all mean, of these other ones are fighting on Mr. Wednesday's side. Well, and also death is you know well, a constant yeah, in any yeah, kind of religious. Guess, yeah, the god uh, of death should have a lot of power, right? Because he's like the most believed out of all the gods in my head. Yeah. And but yet, not all, not but death. Like just because people believe in it, he's not celebrated. They don't worship him. Oh, uh, that's kind of true, though. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't like very few cultures actually worship je- death. Yeah, they fear it instead. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So I think that's my only guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. By and large, uh, I enjoyed this ep- uh, this episode. Now they haven't been uh, they haven't been officially renewed mm-hmm. yet. Oh, uh, we know that would be a third showrunner. Yeah, because they're going to have to get another showrunner, which. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work or they're not going to do it. I, um, Neil Gaiman is working more with this. Now that uh, good, what is it, Bad Omens? Good Omens yeah, is bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they said that they're looking at hopefully having a 10-episode season for season three. And he said he's already working on season four as well. Yeah. So there are plans. We'll just, just have to see if A-Stars is going to pony up the money to do all of this or if they're going to be able to make this happen. The one other question, and I think I already know the answer to it, is mm. uh, what the hell is is Laura doing with Mad Sweeney's body? Um, because she was there's a moment where she stepped in his blood and she looked at it. I'm thinking she's going to use the blood because she <gasps> figures out that oh, she is actually in love with him oh, and bring him back to life. She still has the voodoo potion. Yeah, she's she gonna bring the voodoo potion. She's gonna bring him back to life. Okay, I, I, that's my my guess. If Which this, that makes sense because then if he's back to life, he might be able to get the uh, the spear back, and yeah. uh, that's very or, important. Let's be honest; if they do cancel it, Netflix will pick it up. <laughs> or so. now Hulu, yep. yeah. because Hulu is doing the whole Ghost Rider thing, and so everyone's mm-hmm. speculating: Are we going to be getting Daredevil and the Punisher? And and God, no Iron Fist <laughs> on Hulu instead. Aww. Yep. Uh, finally, moving on from that, we did get the season finale of the Orville, correct? Yeah, I'm did. behind, yeah. unfortunately. I am too. I had some errors and glitches in my situation. It was oh. weird. And, and I so, watch it, especially after Game of Thrones. I needed to watch it. Right? You need something maybe a little more lighthearted. I don't know. Is it more lighthearted, PJ? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, okay, we, okay. We, uh, plus, we had, a, you know what? We, uh, we, we got to see a, a, a familiar character come back, somebody who left, who came back for this particular episode but a very uh, uh, strong character yes, did she open a pickle jar yeah uh, 
Captain Marvel? <laughs> Pickle Jar has actually mentioned this episode, even though it's not with that character. Really? Um, yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you guys remember what happened. Uh, Kelly decided to say no to the date uh, with uh, Ed Mercer, which changes all day. of history. Okay. So she's she's basically blinked back to her time, and therefore she she her, the memory wipe didn't take. And we come to find out it's because there's something wrong with her system that the memory wipe wouldn't have taken anyway. Oh. But they don't know that, and now of course the whole world's in, uh, we see the world now that Kelly and Ed didn't date. As it turns out, they really should have gotten married and then got divorced because the oh. K-Lons take over everything because Ed's not in charge of the Orville. Because wow. the only reason he's in charge of the Orville is Kelly feels bad for him, goes yeah, to bat for him. Yeah, Well, they never get together. And so uh, Kelly at least remembers all this. She remembers, oh, Ooh, wow. That's this, brutal, though. She's like, seven years afterwards, she's like, wow, this world is horrible. Things are bad. And she's like, this is not... When she finally catches up to her... you know when she's seven years older she's like this is not the way it's supposed to be okay I think I did this so she goes and she basically assembles everybody of course they don't know any they don't know each other Mm -hmm. Um, and they have got to go through so many hoops, including the Orville being buried in the Pacific Ocean, uh, you know, and in order to be able to make this right. And, wow. and of course, it was time travel, timey-wimey stuff. Sure, why not? This was back to the future time travel, as opposed okay. to maybe what another movie tells you about that kind of time travel. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, it was a good episode. Uh, the Orville is fun. It's, you know, it's, a, it, it's like, it's funny. At times I go, God, I feel like I'm watching a rerun. Because of just the the, the, the tone yeah. and the vibe, and after watching Star Trek uh, Discovery, it totally is out of place as far as the way we do TV today. Yeah, and yet it still works for me because it's like a history and a sweet nostalgic ride. It's interesting you talk about time travel and then talk about this because yeah, it seems like it is uh, almost a displaced in time series. It really is. And it's because Seth MacFarlane loves Star Trek so much and I really feel that he loved maybe the next generation more oh, he had than, the, than the original series. That might, have been, that might have been his Star Trek for all we know. I don't know how old uh, Seth is. Yeah, but I, I, think think he's he's a, a, I think he's close to Rev's age. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. So that sounds like that's his Star Trek. <laughs> that means he's young and full of life. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. it was 86-ish I believe. 45. When Star- yeah, so oh. he's a little bit older than me but yeah. So 15 years old because I mean <laughs> 80, we're talking like almost 30, 30 yeah. some odd years ago that and, Star Trek NG, and NG came out. That is exactly why TNG, I, I resonate more with that one because, yeah, of course, I did watch the original series on like Sunday morning rerun or uh, Sunday afternoon reruns, but I was able to see The Next Generation live a lot of the time. Sorry, this is kind of weird. Huh. Guess how old Seth Green is. Uh, what? What? He, well, because it said Seth MacFarlane age, other ages. Okay. Seth Green is 45. Weird. Oh, okay. I just picture him as like a 20-year-old, like forever. This is a Sorry. very ADD <laughs> moment right here. That uh, is. I mean, it, that's a massive ADD. I'm with Rev, 10 though. years. You didn't know this? I'm with Rev, though. I, I also watched The Next Generation for that same reason. Like, that's how I grew up on it. It was more live, more, you know, readily available for me. So when I think that, you know, that kind of thing. And this was the the second season, right? Exactly. This was the second season finale. I, I haven't heard anything bad. I don't know if they're getting a new season or not. Maybe somebody else does. I haven't checked to Yeah, see. we haven't heard anything yet, actually, like, at this point. We don't know and usually they make their announces at the mid mid of this month so we'll have to see if they do make those for an announcement but 
We got to see a new version of the Kalons, though, like something else the Kalons can do that we haven't seen been able to see him do before. Really? Oh, yeah. And I, again, because I know you guys are going to watch the episode, so I won't spoil it, but the Kalons, another another level of, of deadly. Oh, great. Yeah, so that's always <laughs> fun to see. Um, yeah, I, um, I have to say that uh, it's an enjoyable series. It's funny. I mean, I'm one of those people that can actually like the Orville and like Star Trek Discovery and no, like them for what they are. Blasphemy, sir. I know. I really, you know, <laughs> other people go... That's exactly what they sound like. And I'm just like, I actually think you're right about the Orville, but I think you're wrong about Star Trek Discovery. I mean, it's like, it's kind of hard to argue with anybody who likes either or either show because I like both shows a lot. Uh, We are now done with our season slash series finale talk. I mean, we'll still be talking about a lot of TV, but if there was one that you're looking forward to or you have your thoughts on those, bjgeeknation at gmail.com or just hit us up on all the social media. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Now, Vicky, again, I'm sorry we didn't have a geek sheet on Friday. That's fine. But uh, what do you got for us today? Uh, memes. Oh, of course. <laughs> memes. <laughs> this is awesome because it's going to give you thinking. Uh, it's a whole uh, Tumblr, tre- uh, Tumblr thread. All right. Okay. I can speak. So imagine being an Uber driver, and while you're giving some team and his uncle a ride, you end up getting pulled into a hostage situation slash anti-government rebellion forces. Han Solo did not sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in this metaphor, the Uber driver is in trouble with the local mob boss because he was uh, ferrying cocaine and dumped it out the window when it looked like he might be getting pulled over. So, and so the Uber driver hooks up with the sister of the guy who first hires him, and it turns out that their dad is the deputy sheriff. Things go downhill even faster than previously imagined when they hit up a local truck stop for a bite to eat, fuel drop, an impromptu family reunion. Truck stops run by an old friend who he's won his car off of that one time. And uh, wait, they're calling Cloud City a truck stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the dude's hitting on the chick he's hooking up with. And it's like, come on, man, don't do this to me. Then the girl's dad's there and he gets hit over the head and shoved into the trunk of the cop car. And it's like, oh, S. F, Chewy man, don't let them take my car. And then the kid who had never been off the farm before he hired you comes back with the Green Beret level skills to bust you out of jail and his sister, oh, yeah. who was honestly kind of preppy, you know, and straight up murders the mob boss. And then you get the plans to the DOD's biggest single piece of equipment. So you go to the middle of nowhere where it's being built and you have some trouble with the locals, but somehow the annoying nerd speaks their language and manages to impress them. So you work together to infiltrate the military base. Oh, and the kid lets himself get captured so he can talk to his dad. And after a knockdown drag out fight, the dad realizes that he's been played his entire adult life by the corrupt politician overseeing everything. So he chucks the politician down the maintenance shaft of said politician's high rise just before it gets destroyed by the rebels. Led by your friend in your truck that he borrowed with the promise that he wouldn't put a scratch on it. But he knocks uh, off your side mirror getting in there. Of course. This sounds like a mashup between Big Trouble in Little China and Star Wars oh more than God, anything else. Oh, my God. Can this else. be a thing? <laughs> I think you just made it a thing there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Chewie and the Bandit. <laughs> How about that? I'd watch it. All right. I would um, definitely watch that. I got an- another Tumblr thread. It's, uh, who wants to hear my conspiracy theory about lawyers? Oh, no. Uh-oh. One. Can't legally lie, but they trade in half-truths and misleading language. Mm-hmm. Two. Obsessed with contracts. Three, required to follow the letter, but not the spirit of the law. And uh, four, really good at exploiting loopholes. And five, range from semi-hopeful to openly uh, malevolent. So conclusion, 
They're genies. They're fairies. Oh, okay. I was oh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say they're 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 jinn, they're fairies, right. they're any sort of supernatural entity, probably leprechauns. And it's like, well, I mean, the places where we do all our main business are even called courts, so it's not like we're trying that hard to hide. Oh yeah, it. the fake courts. <laughs> I love that. All right, enough time for one more, Vicky. All right, let me see which one I like. I like this one. So why don't Jedi's turn off their opponents' lightsabers by the force, you know, by pressing the button? It's like then you have to imagine like instead really of good point. it's just like click 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 just aggressively clicking it on and off and off. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> that's the that's the first stage. It's like everyone has already been trained to stop that one move because yeah. it's the first move every single person's going to try to do. See that'd be awesome. Like well, why, I wish they would have shown that in a movie. Oh, you're a novice. Click. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn it, like, movie's over. It. Like, I'm going to kill you, click. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm going to kill you now, click. Damn it. Stop that. Let me kill you. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.